their experience with us is going to be the best experience they've had. And I'm going to make sure of that. To provide the best client experience, empower your team, allow them to embrace a position of leadership and take ownership of their role. It all comes down to being the best at what you're capable of doing and then thriving in that role. In 2021, women made up over half of all summer associates for the fourth year in a row. Yet equity partners and multi-tier law firms continue to be disproportionately white men. Only 22% of equity partners are women. We would like to see that change. Hello, and welcome to Lawher, the show where we celebrate the trailblazing attorneys and entrepreneurs who are changing the game for women in the legal field. Be inspired by their stories, learn from their mistakes, build community, and look forward to the future they're helping build for the next generation of women in law. I am Sonia Palmer, your host and VP of Operations at Rankings, the SEO agency of choice for personal injury lawyers. This is Lawher. Russia Shepard has helped build a thriving culture at Margie Somerset. Recently voted as one of the top four places for working moms, the firm leans into its family-first values. As director of intake, she makes sure that each employee on her team is empowered to take ownership of their role and make it their own. From intake to onboarding, Russia offers insights on blending personal touches with automation to deliver an elevated client experience. But a culture of empowerment can't come from one person alone. She explains why the buy-in of every attorney and partner is critical to the success of the firm. And we discuss how to get the best out of every employee. Growing up, Rush had watched criminal defense attorneys on television and was sure that a life in law was what she wanted. After undergrad, she was invited to work at the law practice of a family friend. Let's dive in. She got me hooked up with now my boss, Mr. Benson Merguez and Miss Anna Somerset to come in and help them out through their growth. They had just left the DA's office. And so I started kind of with them eight years ago, almost eight years ago. Wow. I never went to law school. And I think that's something that is important to me. I, you know, I had these goals set for myself, but at the end of the day, they made it so hard to leave. And I realized that my position and my leadership within a law firm didn't have to come from being an attorney, didn't have to come from being a partner, a managing partner. It could be in any role I wanted to be. And so that's how I kind of am where I am today. And I love it. (laughs) So now as an intake specialist, what do you find the most rewarding? I've always been kind of on the front lines with our law firm, and I've always kind of been, quote unquote, the face of the law firm. And our law firm, we do criminal defense, we do family law, and we're dabbling a little bit into PI. Um, But my baby is criminal defense. And, you know, when people have these really hard, troubling times in their lives, you know, criminal defense is urgent. It's someone who's been arrested, charged of a crime in trouble and they need somebody, right? And I think for me, the most rewarding thing is I can really empathize and relate and guide them through a really hard time. And when someone at the end of the day is like, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for trusting me. You know, it's that partnership that you have throughout the duration of a case, throughout the duration of, you know, a phone call. And that's so important because, you know, you get referrals, you get reoccurring clients, even though we don't want people to get in trouble again, that sets the way and paves the way for our future clients. Sure. We talk a lot about that with personal injury lawyers and personal injury victims where, you know, you're seeing people the worst day of their life, the worst time in their life. And it's not untrue for criminal defense. It's the same thing. They need just as much help to help guide them through the process. It can be hard to compartmentalize at times, but 
at the end of the day, these are still human beings with real life problems. And this is what I'm called to do. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and help guide people through something that I know I'm an expert in, right? I'm an expert in knowing how the criminal justice system works and especially here in Tarrant County. And so guiding them through that to where they can at least have their minds eased a little bit or to at least know they have someone in their corner is important to me. And that's rewarding. The point is ultimately rehabilitation, right? Mm -hmm. And sort of lawyer attorney is can be the first step in that process. Right. Set the stage for us. Are you 100% in-house 24-7? I know you said they talk to you. Or do you use a service? When people call our law firm, we have people here who from eight to five answer the phones around the clock. We also have an answering service, Smith AI, who's wonderful. We use them after hours, but those after hours, they're sending us the leads and we're on the phone. So we are available 24-7. I'm available usually 24-7. Someone has this urgent need. They reach out to us. They need a criminal defense attorney. We're in the four pack of Google. They search best criminal defense attorney in Fort Worth or Dallas or whatever, right? And they get us. And they want us, right? But just because they want us doesn't necessarily mean we're the best fit for them. And so my job is to understand what they're going through, understand what their expectations are, laying out those expectations. And then, you know what? Actually, you're a great fit for our firm. We can help you through this. Or, you know, our expertise might not be in parole or pardons or deregistration, but I can refer you to somebody who can help you, right? So that's kind of my job role and kind of around the clock is I'm seeing who is comfortable with us so I can get them in touch with an attorney right away um, who's in urgency of need, need of that. And then also helping them if they're not the right fit for us or if they're just looking to talk to somebody to listen and then get them to the correct person. So you have a very big role. How many are on your team total? Physically, in our Fort Worth location, we have about 30 people. On our criminal defense side, I want to say on our family law side, we have about eight. On our criminal defense is the rest of them. That ranges from interns to reception to associates, attorneys, project managers. I mean, we have any and everything you can think of, videographers, um, social media, everything we do is in-house. We're one of the largest in Tarrant County for criminal defense. Sure. So I want to unpack a couple of the things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. We know you just mentioned a whole lot of marketing yes. ventures, right? <laughs> so we know that as marketing increases, so do the number of calls. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and if you want that to generate revenue, you got to get intake correct. So correct. when a new client calls, what does that first interaction look like? I like to explain to people that kind of ask this similar question is especially with our firm, we operate as like a world-class service provider, not a law firm. Mm. So I want people to have that five-star experience from the first phone call, right? I don't want it to be so, you know, dark wood, good old boy, come and talk to me. Let's figure out your case. I want it to be where we are accessible. We are confident, we're consistent, sophisticated. And I think with people going through a really hard time in their lives, having that empathy, you know, making sure we're relating, but also discussing everything with them so that they understand. A lot of times, you know, you can get totally different types of people on the line. You can get very angry people. You could get very nice people. You get very sad people. And so it's relating to any type of person who's calling to make sure that they are in line and understand what the process looks like. That could be family members or that could be the potential new client. And it's important for people to understand like, yeah, this is someone's freedom on the line. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge role. And that's a huge, 
and you know, intake for somebody who is on the under, other end of the phone, right? Like I'm dealing with someone's freedom and that's huge. And you want to make sure that you're discussing that correctly, but also setting those expectations so they know going forward, okay, this is what this looks like. This is why I trust these people because I'm not the first person they've seen. I'm not the last person they're going to see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I always tell people too, I think our Google reviews speak for that. Um, a lot of times people leave us Google reviews because of their experience with us, not necessarily the a type of outcome of their case. Although we do get really good favorable outcomes, it's not always about the outcome. It's about the experience that we've and the imprint that we've left on somebody throughout that duration. I love that. And I think that your attitude, your approach to that is probably a testament to your success. <laughs> kind of like you said. I hope so bad. <laughs> yes. Regardless of the outcome, if you're yes. getting positive Google reviews just because your clients had a positive experience, even if it was like a negative or not the desired result, that is huge. So it's very specific. You sound like you have processes, approach, all of that in place. Do you have t- scripts that you're, you and your team follow? It's a Google Doc, but of scripts that we like to follow with certain types of cases. So I know our attorneys use that more than I do. I can kind of fill it out pretty quickly. And I think just working in criminal defense for seven and a half years, dealing with different types of people, different types of cases, different types of geolocations and practice areas, I try to fill it out the best way I can. Our attorneys, our partners, and our associates here, you know, have scripts that they go by kind of to, obviously, they're the ones giving the legal advice, right? They're the ones Mm -hmm. talking through, okay, this is the prosecutor in that court. This is what this is going to look like. This is going to be the initial offer probably. And so they're the ones that give all that legal advice. I'm just the one setting that relationship, selling them on our experience, selling them on the attorney, selling them on the firm. Because every attorney in our office has a specific practice area that they thrive in. And I know that. And I know them like the back of my hand. So I can be like, you know, I know this attorney, our managing partner. I know him well. I know his wife well. I know she's the best when it comes to DWI cases. And I know this because we got this result in court last week. And so it's just, it's important for me to know the attorneys well, but also to set that for our potential new clients. So like, Hey, this is the attorney you need to speak with right now. This is the person I want to put you in touch with because he's a former homicide detective. He was a former chief prosecutor. He knows what he's doing when it comes to these specific types of cases. And so as far as scripts, yes, I kind of, I use our attorneys, you know, backgrounds and accolades a lot. But I know the attorneys use more of day-by-day scripts on what their advice would be for people facing crimes. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like you have the EQ to be Mm -hmm. able to sort of wing it based on who you're talking to in that situation. But I know it's different in every legal space, right? I know with criminal defense, that's just where I'm comfortable. Uh, There's no way I could sit on a family law intake or even a personal injury intake. Mm. There's no way. It would take a lot to learn. I know it's a completely different legal space and it's an immediate urgent need like you were saying before. And I just, I can't imagine not having a script for that. Scripts are a great way to make sure that the client experience is the same across the board and that all the necessary information is being gathered. The scripts in the screening process will, of course, evolve. The screening process now looks more of, okay, where are you calling from? 
where are you being charged or investigated or arrested? Who's reaching out to you? Because there's only certain geographic locations that we represent, right? If someone's calling from Houston, Texas, I have to refer them out. So it's, okay, where are you calling from? Who are you calling for? And where are you being investigated? What are you being investigated for, right? So the screening process looks like where, when, and who. It's kind of just a who's in trouble, are they in jail? Where are they in jail? Where are they in trouble? And then what type of need do they need? Why are they calling us? Why are you calling us kind of thing? So, you know, there's certain cases that we won't take. I mean, we have a lot of information on our website about pardons and paroles and deregistration. And that's just something we a lot of the times refer out because we don't have somebody in-house that is an expert or wants to take on those specific types of cases. So the screening process just looks like, are you a good fit for us? Are we a good fit for you? Are you in the geolocation that, you know, we practice in our surrounding counties? And if you are, let's get this thing started. Awesome. So once that client's been processed, you've got all the information that you need. What's next? They go into a CRM? Yeah. So when I have all the information, I usually get them into an attorney right away. And that's something we pride ourselves on. We've seen success and growth when our potential new clients, the first time they call, when they speak with me, they get to an attorney right away. And a lot of the times those attorneys land those cases. And so that is success in itself, right? I make sure an attorney is available. If it's not the attorney that I think might be best for that specific case, I still want to get them in front of an attorney, right? One thing at our firm we pride ourselves on is a team approach. So you don't just get one of us, you get all of us. So if that's a specific case goes to a specific partner, but that partner has a better relationship with a prosecutor in court, you know, we're going to put the person that's capable and available to go in to negotiate with that prosecutor because they have that relationship with that prosecutor, right? And so it goes straight to an attorney. The attorney kind of will walk them through it. Let's say they don't hire on that phone call. We have a system, an intake system in place. We're doing text follow-ups. We're doing sending blogs about the specific practice area, blogs about the specific partner they spoke with, pretty emails, what we call it, hey, following up with you, do you still need legal representation? So we kind of have a process put in place on follow-up on, you know, after the initial intake. But, you know, one thing we pride ourselves on is getting into an attorney first call. Even non-signed clients talk to an attorney. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's crazy too, our managing partner, Mr. Benson Marghese and his wife, Anna Somerset, the founders of our firm, they're the ones taking a lot of the intakes. And I'm like, how do they have time? You know? And it's like, they're taking intakes all the time. And it's like, this could be anybody else, but they care so much about this potential new client, this person on the other end of the phone, that they're going to make themselves available to take the phone call. I think it says a lot about them. At what point are fees discussed? I kind of have a range of fees and I will ask, normally I'm slacking the partners, hey, this person's on the phone. And I know a lot of the times when we have certain misdemeanor cases or felony cases, I know where those ballparks will lie. And that's something I tell them like, hey, like before I get you over to, you know, one of our partners who can handle this from the ground up for you, I just want to let you know, here's a ballpark of what I've seen them quote in the past. And I've found that to be super helpful because a lot of times people hate having that conversation with the person handling their case, right? They hate it. They're like, oh my gosh, they get all tense. But if they hear it from me first and what this looks like, and then I get to follow it up with, by the way, this attorney is board certified in this area. This is why it's this number. This is why it's this fee or this ballpark. And it's like, it kind of makes more sense for them. And so the attorneys don't have to come back and say, I'm the best at doing this job for you. I can get you this, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's somebody else on behalf of them kind of laying that out for them. Okay. Excellent. So you talked 
about like how that human to human, how important that human to human outreach is. But I've also hear you mention texting services and some automation. So what's the balance there? What have you been able to successfully automate? And then sort of what do you feel still needs to be that person to person? When someone retains our firm, I have them fill out, how would you best like to be communicated with? Is that over the phone? Do you want me to call you every time something, there's an update in your case? Do you want the attorney to call you? Do you just want the basic information? Are you good with the text message? Are you good with case management system? And are you good with the message to the case management system, a confidential case management system? And so I like to know, and I can tell pretty quickly a lot of times on intake, um, what type of person they are. I don't know if you know the Colby assessment. It's an assessment that a lot of times people um, in the workforce, it's kind of how you work, why you work. They could be high fact finders people that want all the information, quick starts, people that just like want basic information and get through it, right? And we do that within our law firm, but I can tell now that we've done that assessment within our law firm with potential new clients who call and like, okay, they're going to want to know all the information up front. This is their first time ever dealing with something. And so I kind of make a mental note, okay, I'm going to call them every time something important, something they need to know. But we obviously, you know, we double up on a lot of things too. We will call, we will text, we will message. And it's just good to cover all bases of communication that way. Are there any like tools or systems or processes that you would like to implement? Like what do you see for the future? We're super growth-minded. I mean, we just keep growing, pushing the envelope. One thing I would like to implement is a referral-based process where after Every criminal case that we've disposed, hey, we're sending you a postcard in the mail. Thank you so much for, you know, trusting us. You know, by the way, if you haven't yet, leave us a five-star review. You know what I mean? Still having that connection and having that process put in place. I think our process throughout the entire duration of a criminal case is like almost perfect. But I think towards the end, we kind of, we lose that sometimes. And it's so hard because we're like, yay, we're done. Awesome. Great. Let's get on with our next client. When in reality, that relationship, even after something is over, is so important. It's so important for referrals, for, you know, just being known and and being out in the community and people knowing our name. It's so important. A couple of follow-ups there. A lot of our audience, a lot of firm owners struggle with Google reviews. Mm -hmm. So you send a physical postcard to their address. A lot of times people like to do it immediately, right? Because they're like, thank goodness this is over with. My case is dismissed. My case, you know, I'm on probation for, you know, whatever it may be. I'm so happy right now. I don't have to go to jail. I'm writing this review. A lot of the times it's that relationship we have with people over the phone. It's just, it's the customer service. It's a five-star experience that we give people. And if I have someone over the phone that's like, thank you so much for taking time to listen to me. I'm like, you know... It would mean a lot to me if you could leave us a five-star review about your experience today. Because I don't care if they go to Subway for lunch or, you know, go somewhere else for another experience, right? Regardless of whatever they have lined up during the day, their experience with us is going to be the best experience they've had. And I'm going to make sure of that. And when that happens, I want people to be able to feel comfortable leaving us reviews. And I think that comes from just priding ourselves on having that type of experience with our firm. Our attorneys do a very good job at getting those in court after court dispositions. We have a workflow in place to follow up a couple of months down the road. Now that the dust is settled, you know, how are you doing? You know, how's your family? So I know that's super important, but it goes back to just the wonderful people who answer our phones here at the firm. I mean, they're just incredible. (laughs) 
To create a thriving culture, employees need the resources to flourish, both in work and family life. Russia explains how her firm leans into their family values. We have a lot of women in our law firm, and that's super important. And I think because of that, we are super flexible with working moms and working parents. You know, we are just voted one of the top four places for working moms. Anyone that's, you know, hired, we like to give them that space to flourish in that role. And if it's not necessarily something they were hired for, what can we best use them for, right? And so it's important that we give them that space to where they can make it their own, but also feel empowered and feel like a leader in that certain role. You don't have to be a managing partner or a named partner at a law firm to be a leader or to step forward and, you know, show future generations what this role could look like. It all comes down to being the best at what you're capable of doing and then thriving in that role. We work for a family business, right? So family comes first always with us. It's always family over everything. It does not matter the circumstance. Like family will always come first. It's part of our mission statement. We all have each other's back and, you know, we continue to grow, but with growth and, you know, there is growing pains. And, but at the end of the day, if people understand what we're here to do, we have a purpose, we can really thrive with that and thrive with the job roles that we have and the people we have in place. Absolutely. I think people can get really granular on culture and what good culture is. But at the end of the day, if you have good leadership yep. that is willing to inspire like empowerment. Yes. Okay. So yes. what do you value as my team? What is valuable to you? It's family. Excellent. But then I value you. How do I get your best? Right. At whatever it is, it's an excellent recipe for good culture. Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes too, law firm owners just in you know our area kind of don't understand how important it is to have staff that is those supporting actresses and supporting roles for our world-class trial attorneys. Every specific position is so important. And if your job doesn't get done, like our world-class trial attorney, Christy Jack, she wouldn't be able to be who she is without everyone in their supporting roles. And just because you're, you know, this partner, just because you're a receptionist, like everyone is a part of a family here and we all are treated equally. And we all bring our own unique skill set to make us grow and have success. So you're talking, I love the supporting actors and actresses, mm -hmm. new hires you mentioned, and then you're also talking about rock star badass attorneys. Mm -hmm. How do you maintain that culture across all of those? One thing our attorneys here do very well is they make our staff and anyone who's not an attorney really included and feel like they are part of a team. And if without this team, we wouldn't have the success that we do. And that's super important. You know, we are we are all kind of in this together. And that's what makes us thrive. Yes, that makes sense. It sounds like you're naturally just cultivating ownership accountability, which is, you know, getting everyone on the team to have buy-in. Yeah. How do you make sure everybody's on the same page? You know, it's so hard sometimes to understand if people have that buy-in, right? And it's, you know, we put things in place. We have weekly team huddles and meetings and trainings every Wednesday. We also have quarterly meetings to make sure, hey, like, if this isn't something that you feel that you want anymore, like, just let us know. And our partners have been so awesome at, you know, just have that conversation with us. Like we will help you get to where you want to go. And a perfect example of that is one of our associates came in and she told us from the very beginning, she wanted to be a federal public defender, which is like 
the hardest, one of the hardest jobs to get here in Tarrant County, Dallas County. And she wanted to get that experience. And, you know, hey, we will be that stepping stone for you. Like we will help you get there. Right. And I think that's so important when you have leadership that is, if this isn't the right fit for you, and if you're not bought into us, where can we help? Where can we help you get to where you want to be? And obviously, you know, that comes from the top down. And um, that's something that my eight years, almost eight years being here that has been instilled in us every single day. What do you do when you need to decompress, take some time for yourself? I do have a dog at home and a wonderful husband and they are my pride and joy and I love them dearly. And they're kind of my rock. I had lost my mom a couple years ago and it just kind of rocked my world. My other passion is, um, you know, helping people and being an advocate and living through my mom's legacy and like, here, let's support one another. Let's get through this together because, you know, cancer's everywhere. If you want a team of A players in every position, make sure that they feel empowered and supported in making their own decisions. Help employees be the best version of themselves. Even if they do not stay with your firm in the long run, you will have gotten the most out of your hires. A big thank you to Brush for sharing her story and unbelievable insights with us today. You have been listening to Lawher with me, Sonia Palmer. If you found this content insightful, inspiring, or just made you smile, please share this episode with the trailblazers in your life. For more about Rush Shepherd, check out our show notes. And while you're there, please leave us a review or five-star rating. It really goes a long way for others to discover the show. And I will see you next week on Maher, where we'll shed light on how another of the brightest and boldest women in the legal industry climbed to the top of her field. Mm-hmm.